Yeah. Yeah, Chris is off the charts. In a good way? Yeah. Okay, good. How's everybody doing? Very drunk. Good. That's exactly what I needed. It's exactly what I needed after this fucking movie. (laughs) I smoked my first joint 30 minutes ago. (laughs) Oh, it should be about good right now. Uh, Oh, and I'm uh, seven days cigarette free. Yeah, buddy. I don't. I don't know if you can actually hear me applauding. Insert no. applause here. <laughs> do, it, do it harder. Praise me. Yay! Victory smoke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, guys, I don't even know where to begin with this. Well, usually you're the intro to the podcast. I don't know if I'm ready for this. This is. This was. I was not prepared. I man, I tell you what, Rachel really followed through on this one. We said, "Give us, give us one we can talk about." And boy, boy, did she did she deliver? <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that she uh, already used the nuclear option in <laughs> like this close to season one. This year can't eat our shit for racist swaps to COVID. Escape with quarantine, so come with us if you want to live. It's time for season two, you know with who the dicks are back. So get your earballs up with Alex Shu and Zach Attack. Chicks flicks with dicks. Oh yeah, it's chick flicks with dicks. Oh yeah, chicks flicks with dicks. You know it's chick flicks with dicks. And sometimes Krista. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Chick Flicks with Dicks. I'm your host, Zach Stein. With me, as always, co-host extraordinaire, Alex Schumacher. Maker. And joining us again during our coronavirus uh, quarantine team, Ms. Krista Fanning. I think you mean quarantine, Zachary. Didn't I say quarantine team? Oh, oh, I said teen team team. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. quarantine. <laughs> We're going strong. This movie's messing with you. This movie, this Your movie, language is just I, I questioned a lot of things following this movie. <laughs> I'm still questioning a lot of things. So for this episode, we are going to be covering a film that I, I only knew of because of Rachel in the first place. And it is entitled Earth Girls Are Easy. And boy, are they. I need you to know the only context I had for this movie was what you and Alex had said in the chat room or on the Snapchat conversation. That was it. I went in completely blind. Fantastic. Did you watch it with anyone? No, no. Dustin was there, but he was very clearly not paying attention because he's seen this movie already. So, you know, right? Did that make you second guess some things? Uh, (laughs) No, it's too late. I'm in a house. Oh, yeah. I guess you're kind of deep now, aren't you? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Six (laughs) figures deep. Also, the day after we, we closed on this house, I found out my company was sold. What? what? Yeah. Two weeks ago was super great for Krista. Wait, so what happened? Nothing right now. I woke up Friday morning. And they're like, hey, our company has been sold. We don't know what's going to happen. And we still don't know what's going to happen because of the Rona. So, you know, we'll see. we'll see. I may be jobless in like six months and then I can just do all your research on this. Have you looked up the company that bought you guys yet? Uh, I, I didn't need to. I know... Because the industry I work in is pretty small, so... Are they from Pokemon World? No. Aw. They're from regular world. I'm sorry. That's the worst world. I know. On par for 2020, really. Let's dive into this. (laughs) We're all just talking around the movie because we can't talk that. Alex, let's start with you. How about a one-sentence wrap-up? In a normal world, I wouldn't wouldn't think that Damon Wayans 
could commit blackface, but this movie proves <laughs> that he can. Ooh. Would you like like me to explain? Yeah, sure. Let's dive in. Go. <laughs> a little bit of spoilers. They give these. So they're fur, about furry aliens, right? Three furry aliens. Okay. Yeah. Give us the synopsis. Uh, no. So <laughs> they're like, okay, we need to disguise you like humans. So let's give you a makeover and you get this cool music, musical scene of the wait. Did was there a musical scene there? There was a musical yes. scene with what's her face. I don't That's think right. there was one for the aliens. I think they're just like makeover time and then they oh, fade yeah, them yeah. and all of a sudden Jeff Goldblum. But the thing is, like, they're a completely different alien race, right? So I'd assume, like, the only thing that's indifferent to them would be their fur, right? You would think? I don't know. I believe, like, they, like they're like they not white. They're not black. They're a completely different, like, color underneath. Why and aren't bitch, they red, blue, and yellow? Well, fur can be fur. Let's let's skip that, okay? Fine. We don't have, We don't have to worry about immersive. This, this movie did not trick me. This was reality in any way. <laughs> so uh, just think alien race. You think, like, the grays. So let's assume, like, their skin is gray. So that means she painted two of them white and one of them black. So Damon Wayans technically played something wearing black on the outside. Thus, Damon oh, Wayans. So you took it performing. that they were wearing makeup. They had to have been. I I don't think that's what the movie wanted us to think. I, I think they're just like if you shave these aliens, Jeff Goldblum they are humans. is underneath but, it. Yeah. But how does Jeff Goldblum have chest hair if they were shaved? I don't shaved? fucking know. I don't fucking know. See, I'm on top of this argument. You can't beat me. So did he get chest hair plugs? Yes. Because those aren't. What color was he? Blue, green, yeah. blue, yeah, blue. blue one. Yeah, so his chest hair wasn't blue, and the top you know of his he... and and the top of his head was blue too. So how did he get brown hair? Like she completely painted these fucking people. Sorry, well, I mean, I guess people. for hair she could have dyed them. Sure, but I'm not buying it. You're not buying that a hairdresser would use hair dye to dye the hair. <laughs> <of> the <laughs> no. I agree with that, but I think she painted the two white ones and one a black one. <laughs> and she was just like, hey, Damon Wayans is now portraying blackface. Like, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, we, I totally get it. It's a black dude doing alien face in blackface. It's a black dude doing blackface in the alien The PC face. term is Goldblum face, but I'll let it slide. <laughs> and that is not, and that is, like, that That can't be an insult to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Krista, how about you in your pseudo one-sentence wrap-up? Yeah. So watching this movie felt like I was watching a senior project for a student at film school, but he really just wanted to direct porn. But he was like, I'm in film school. I can't do that yet. So he made this. I wrote down at one point, is this serious? It can't be. It, like, I feel like this was a joke. I feel like the producers and the writers and the director, like they all got together and they were like, let's prove how ridiculous Hollywood really is and show that they are willing to give their money to just about anybody. So here's the thing, though. If you strip away the ridiculousness of the story itself and just focus on like the dialogue and what is actually happening is really boring. <laughs> so if it was a joke, it was a really bad joke. Like this movie to me is on par with The Room. No, and that's what I mean. no, 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 yes. no, you, can, you, you cannot say that. I can't. I just did. You can't say that justifiably. The room is not self-aware. This movie is very self-aware. And that's that's where I would that's agree. That's the difference. That's the huge difference. This is 
corny and cheesy on purpose. Whereas with the room, Tommy really meant what he I mean, was okay. trying to put together. <laughs> My I, want compar- va- I want okay. vampire card to take me away. I, there were just points at this movie. Where I was like, if this wasn't Jeff Goldblum and like a musical. It would be very boring. I don't know. I, I have so many feelings. Is you it like it? Musical? Get over it. I don't know if I liked it. They burst into song. Unexpectedly, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that, was- that first song, I thought I had accidentally dropped some acid. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't been there, right? <laughs> I knew from the very get-go that I was in for a journey. When it opened with those Mystery Science Theater 3000 graphics (laughs) of the spaceship (laughs) flying through space, insert air quotes. Why did the spaceship have a grill? So as in an automobile, a grill that intakes air, there's no air in space. (laughs) I had a note here written, look up Dream Quest images, and I never did. But I just pulled them up. Um, Dream Quest Images, visual effects company acquired by Disney in May of, of 1996. Oh, no. The company used live action photography, models, and motion control cameras, as well as the latest in digital effects technology to enhance motion pictures. Oh, they won Academy Awards for special effects in The Abyss and Total Recall. Oh, wow. Yeah. This must have been their fucking, like, C-team. That's, <laughs> this, is, this is early. So the film took place, the film was done in 1988 as Dream Quest evolved. Apparently they're now known as Secret Lab. That just sounds naughty. Oh no, hang on. They're, so they, they were renamed Secret Lab in 99. And then in 2001, the name Secret Lab was retired and the personnel were all reassigned. That's fine. Now they're on Pixar. Yay. There's wow. only like three animation studios now and it sucks. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh boy, this is this is a treat. You see in the ship, these three aliens. Can we talk about their costumes? Yes. The fur, the hair that was everywhere. <laughs> Each one was an independent color. One was blue, one was orange, one was was the other one yellow or green? Red. It was red, red. yellow, blue. It was the primary colors? Yeah. yeah. I did not catch that at all. I thought one was orange. It was no. like it was like I a think, dark yellow. And like what the are you trying to say? kind of orangey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, and the first one like that you get a full picture of is Damon Wayans, and I thought he looked like the Grinch, which is funny because Jim Carrey is also yeah. in this. I also want to point out this is two years before In Living Color started. Yeah. Oh, actually, I was wondering if it was like made by like some producer from In Living Color because he had uh, because Wayne's he brother. had both of them in it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a good question. This is pre Fly Girls America, <laughs> pre Jenny America... from the Block. Yeah, no, before America knew butts existed. <laughs> well, we already determined uh, in another film with Gina Davis actually, that the 90s were weird because they just didn't know about butts. (laughs) With the aliens, so they're they're full body suits with fake hair that each have their own color, and then what looks to be the same thong that the women on the beach later in the movie wear. (laughs) (laughs) Only these are three very male characters. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no, what if, what if the alien species is genderless? Oh, but they're not, remember? Later down the road, someone sees one of the aliens junk and goes, oh, okay. To be fair, we know he has a dingle dangle. We don't know how he identifies. That's true. That's very oh. true. No, we, they we do. They we identify. do. We know, do we? No, we, we do. Oh, because in the very beginning, right? No, no, no. Uh, At the end. Oh. I'm Mr. Right. 
Yeah. Um, so we know how Jeff Goldblum identifies. Or we can just assume he doesn't know how to speak English because he's an alien and just has no yeah. idea what he's going to get into. <laughs> <laughs> like three years from now, he throws her out into space. It's like it's like Eurotrash just trying to get around. <laughs> they just seduce their way to the next stop. Oh, God. <laughs> they did act like Eurotrash throughout most of the movie. They were just indecent degens. Yeah. However, they were quick learners. They picked up on every little nuance. But my favorite part at the very beginning was when you see all of them, the camera does this little rotating shot from toe to head of one of the aliens that is supposed to look like he's hovering in this machine and he's sleeping, but you can very clearly see the strings. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, yes, this is is the best. (laughs) I thought in the beginning that they were deeply male because Jim Carrey and Damon Wayans as the aliens were discussing how basically they were horny as fuck because they've been on the ship for too long. And they legit said, I need a female. What, lesbians don't exist, Stein? (laughs) Okay, again, we can go on that point. But I'm going to argue that being in 1988 and being this piece of trash film, that they probably weren't going after the depth of gender roles. Are you trying to say lesbians didn't exist in 1988? Yes. Well, I mean, as far as we know... <laughs> Lesbians were invented. I do have a note later in the movie. Like, for a movie whose premise is there are these horny aliens, they waste a lot of time not trying to get in the puss puss once they're on Earth. Because they're gentlemen. Are they? Are they? Well, I think thought about maybe it. it was just because they were excited by all the new stuff around them. It was almost like they landed there to get laid. No, 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 no. They, they crashed. They crash landed. Okay. Oh, I right. mean, they did but crash. they were going towards it. To yeah, get they were laid. just. No, no, no. The, uh, only Jim Carrey. Yeah, Jim Carrey and Demon Wins were the, were the ones saying, like, oh, yeah, I want some pussy. I want some pussy. Yeah, and they didn't hit on her at all. No, no, no. And Jeff Goldblum was sleeping in the pod. He never yeah. he never, he never showed intentions of that. My issue is not Jeff Goldblum not trying to smash. It's them. And I get that they're excited, but also. Okay, now here's my second point. Kay. Out of the three, who's their leader? Who would you assume? Jeff Goldblum. Why? They never, they, they never establish it. They never no, like. They do. Don't they call him captain? They do. They do? Okay. Yeah. Yes. So he's the alpha male, so they know they can't make a move until he passes on it. I mean, fine. That's, I don't know. That's actually, yeah, I didn't look at it that way. As an alpha male, I notice these things. <laughs> <laughs> I can smell weakness. <laughs> okay, fine. Point taken. Oh, boy. Man, that's one of the best jokes you've ever told, man. <laughs> oh, no, it's real. <laughs> peak physical male performance, whether you like it or not. Use these five easy tricks and doctors hate me. <laughs> so I actually have Jim Carrey's line when he says, I'm sick of space. I need a woman. And then he watches porn cats. <laughs> That's what I have written down. Oh, yeah, it was that furry that was shit. Before. Yeah, it, was, it looked like someone stole one of the costumes from <laughs> Cats on Broadway in the 80s. And she was doing, like, jazzercise or something. <laughs> and Damon Wayans and Jim Carrey are watching this and taking turns watching it. And then the funniest thing I thought was that they both, to show that they are extremely aroused, their ears move back and forth really fucking fast. <laughs> Leave us alone. 
<laughs> I just wanted to point out, Jeff Goldblum was fourth build on this film. Yeah, because he wasn't shit back then. But he was by now. No, this is pre-fly. I'm going to choose to believe that this is the vehicle that launched that him. Launched his no, car. that was the vehicle that crashed him into the pool. It's called a plot, it's called a plot device. Touche. How many times are you going to say touche to me in this episode? Many. This is two years after The Fly. Oh, two years after? Yeah. Damn. And he had been in Silverado, which was a big hit. And he was a small part in that, but still he was a lot of people liked him. Huh. I'm going to assume they offered him first build, and he was like, nah, I'm good. Who's first build, then? Gina Davis's first build. So this so is, this is a chick of, flick. Yeah, that was what I was going to ask, is is it technically a chick flick? She's top we'll build. Again, but uh, Gina Davis is a headliner. She is the headliner, which is funny that she's been featured in two of ours now. Just wait till we do Beetlejuice, baby. This is the part that got me. It's not that Jeff Goldblum was fourth build, even though I thought he should have been higher. But second was Jim Carrey. Weird. And third was Damon Wayans. I don't know. That just blew my mind. I thought for sure that Damon Wayans and Jim Carrey would be lower. Well, I'm glad Jeff Goldblum's face got better after they shot at the fly. I love Jeff Goldblum. I think he's fun to watch. I noticed some of his physical tendencies that he still does today that you can see mm-hmm. him do in little um, featured roles that he'll do on television shows or that he does in, in movies. I, I'll point those out when we get to him. But I was like, oh shit, he's always done that. <laughs> well, no, he, he definitely talks like Trump. Like he talks with his hands. Oh, fun fact. A lot of the alien conversation that's taking place, the language that they use is just words being read backwards. Really? Okay. I was like, oh, well, that's an easy way to do it because it came across. I actually thought, did they just allow each of them to ad lib their own <laughs> alien language? Because at times I didn't think like it sounded that, at that's all. That's how similar. Jim Carrey just talks when he's on his medication. That's what I figured. Yeah, yeah. That's how we meet the aliens. Before they crash, we also meet Gina Davis's character, and she's asleep in what looks like her wedding gown. Did I missed did i see that wrong no you're right is she because we also don't see her change they comment on it because she's you're not supposed to see me in my wedding dress before the wedding i thought she was referring to the veil now i knew she had the veil and that's why i was like wait was she wearing the gown i assumed uh, first off i thought she was because i wrote the note is that the same wedding gown from beetlejuice she may have been it's just weird editing her fiance wakes her up he's like hi i'm a scumbag Oh my gosh, you could just feel it. He is the husband slash boyfriend of the girl that Jim Carrey falls for in Dumb and Dumber. He's the one that set everything up for the money transfer and the fake kidnapping and everything. He is just a total douche. He comes across so gross, but he wakes her up and you can tell that she was she wanted some dick real bad. Who doesn't from time to time? He runs to the bathroom while she's waking up. She's like, oh, you're not supposed to see me in this yet, which is what made me think she was wearing the gown. He goes to the restroom and he's trying to cover up a hickey with her makeup, which I was like, that's a bold move, Cotton. (laughs) While he's in there, they're talking, having a conversation about like he was home late. That's why she fell asleep, obviously hinting at the fact that he was cheating on her. While he's covering up this hickey, She's super excited and she rolls over to her nightstand and opens it and pops her birth control. I don't think. Mm. Did, first off, did birth control work that fast in the 80s? Is that how that happened? Birth control doesn't work like that now. <laughs> you have to no. take it like within seconds of the dude coming inside. That's... No, no, no. Like you have to take it at the same time every day. Every day. day. This woman is terrible at birth control. I'm surprised she's not pregnant. No, she's actually really good at it. 
No, she's not. Not only does she do it every day, but she does it every single time she becomes a Twinkie. <laughs> Jumping forward, when she takes like six at the same time. Oh, yes, but she's also possibly getting alien dick, so she doesn't want to risk anything. Yeah, what alien dick might be, alien sperm might be eight times potent. You got to up the dosage. <laughs> oh, this yeah, is inject you right in there, just like that light It could just be a straight up baby that comes straight out, <laughs> like opens up like the plant from Little Shop of Horrors, oh. and just fits a kid out right into her gooch. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's awful. I want you to just close your eyes and, no. and visualize. <laughs> did you happen to see the book that was in her nightstand? I did not. How, was it? No. <laughs> oh, I did. What, and how I, to please I, a man. I paused it to make sure I wrote down the title. It was Stalking the Wild Orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most Amazonian book I've ever heard of. <laughs> It's like she's clearly all about, yes, my fiance is home. I'm going to ride that dick. And he gets in bed after covering up that hickey and rolls over and then asks her to turn the light off. So she wants it bad and he wants nothing to do with her. Is this a thing? I feel like it's the other way around. I feel like I'm regular. I feel like a friend of mine is regularly. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> No, this happens. Wait, are you talking about me? Yes. I want it all the time, but you never do. <laughs> I'm waiting if I'm waiting for marriage. Yeah. So the aliens still have not crashed yet. We have an yeah. entire musical number to get through before that happens. Mm -hmm. So the next day, she runs to the salon that she works at. What does she do? Does she do nails? Does she do hair? She's a nail tech. We <laughs> need to discuss the name of the salon that she works at. Because Please. that might be my favorite part. Rachel pointed it out. She said, did you see the name of the nail salon? I said, no, I was taking notes. And she, I didn't see it. I'm, I'm excited. Krista? Curl up and die. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Which hashtag 2020 aesthetic right there. I love it. I have to say, I was actually impressed with some of the scene changes as much as I was unimpressed with the rest of them. <laughs> okay. So this is one I, I was very unimpressed with. It just cuts. And it's Ted, her fiance, at the gym. Dude, dude, are you going to talk about the cinematography with the fucking camera moving and shit? Yes. Can what we talk about? Okay. Well, first off, discussing at the gym, it was him and like two other guys that looked. How old do you think he was supposed to be? 42. Oh. I have no idea. I thought he was supposed to be in his early 30s, but he looked like he was 42. And the two gentlemen that were at the gym with him looked to be probably at least 10 years his senior. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Watching them work out while they're discussing how he has no sexual interest in his fiance. All I could think was, one of y'all are going to hurt yourselves because none of you know <laughs> what you are doing right now. <laughs> No one was spotting anybody. And, well, and they were all working on resistance on resistance machines, which is totally fine. I use them a lot now at my age because my joints fucking hurt. But all I could think was one of you is going to break a hip. One of you is going to tear a shoulder. And the other one is probably going to like slip a disc in their neck. They were throwing their bodies around while they were trying to move this little bit of weight and have dialogue. On the opposite side, it showed these women – who were very clearly super attractive in the 80s, working out, who looked like they definitely knew what they were doing. 
but we're checking out the guys. And I was like, these aren't guys that you would, those aren't the guys that you would check out at the gym. What are you doing? The 80s were a different time. There were different standards of male beauty. It was more realistic. Standards of male beauty in the 80s. I think David Bowie. I don't think. Fine. I, <laughs> I don't remember much of the 80s. David Bowie was a dude. It was all that Coke. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. And then it cuts again. So literally all we've had is him saying that he's not that into his fiance sexually and poorly working out. That's it. That's all that scene established. I was like, there is zero point. We, you've already established that. You've already established he's not interested when he rolled over and just went to sleep instead of banging her. Like this scene was unnecessary. <laughs> Stein, to be fair, when you just cheated on your spouse, it's probably like the last time you're going to want to fuck him. It's like, I, I just had sex. I did it knowing I was wronging you. I don't, I really, I just don't want to fuck you right now. You'd be selfish. Well, of me he's to not fuck that you right much now. of a douchebag is what you're saying. Oh yeah, no, he's a great guy. He's a doctor. I mean, he, has, he has some <laughs> boundaries. We cut back to Gina Davis. It's, she's still in the salon and she's talking to her friend who, does she own it? Is that what we're to understand? Or is she just a random hairstylist there? Or? She acts that, like she owns the place. That just means she's a bad bitch. <laughs> Gina Davis tells her that it's been a while since they've had sex, and she says, what, like a week? And Gina Davis says, two. Her friend Candy drops the cup of whatever it is she was getting ready to drink on the ground as though someone had just told her that her, her mother father was dead had or been murdered. Oh, <laughs> it was so dramatic, the whole shot. You see her turn, the look of shock on her face, the action of dropping, and then it cuts down to like a floor shot of the cup crashing on the ground and the liquid spilling out. And I was like, that was the most dramatic two seconds in this entire film. The most dramatic two seconds of the film so far. And she goes, oh my gosh, she's got PMS. I didn't know that this was a thing. She referred to Ted having premarital stress. You're repurposing the phrase PMS? Yeah, yep, that's the thing that needed to happen. That's what you came up with? This is where I'm going to throw out one of my fun facts. She's one of the writers. (laughs) She was involved with coming up with that line, and I feel like she did it, and that is the most proud she's ever been to deliver a line. (laughs) Yeah. And her instinct is we've got to make a change so that he is sexually attracted to you again. And so they decide to make her a blonde (laughs) with blue eyes because brunettes are so out. I mean, my life would be substantially better if I was blonde with blue eyes. (laughs) I would have no problems. To go with the giant boobs? Yes. Oh, I thought we were going with a Nazi thing, not a boobs thing. I'm not a Nazi. My last name might be Stein, but I'm always going to lean away from the Nazi thing. <laughs> hey, your, your, name's not, your name's not that German. That's not Stein. Technically, that's how we pronounce it. Oh, God, Nazi. We just whiten it up for people. God, get it. Get an American name like me. Does anyone want to discuss how they determined to make her a blonde? Please, wasn't it? Oh, no, 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 wait. <laughs> was it like some software? Yes, it like, was yeah. like... Some yep. super advanced fucking AI software in 1988. <laughs> Wasn't part of it looked like paint? Like they were just painting blue on her eyes. Oh yeah, 100. percent That's they were like, well, we ran out of a little funding, so we wasted money on getting her face to show up on the computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to just use blotches of color for the eyes. I will say that technology messed with me for a while because I was trying to figure out if this movie was supposed to take place in the future. Oh, God. (laughs) 
I mean, hey, the Visual Studio was responsible. I mean, yeah, for Total Recall, which has some of honestly some of the best from that era. Total so, Recall has three tits, lady. I mean, timeless. <laughs> Why didn't we get three tits in this movie? We did on one no, person. No, we got four tits okay. on one person. Oh, we did get four tits on one person. Oh, I forgot about that in the dream <laughs> sequence. Oh, I can't wait for that part. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. But yeah, the thing that I was impressed with was that it was a computer program. First off, that this nail salon has a computer and a computer powerful enough to run a program this sophisticated yeah. for that time. It's almost like creating your own character on a video game is what they were doing. Yeah. Only they upload Gina Davis's face and then they can change the different hair color, hairstyles. They give her contacts and shit. So that's how they decide, oh, you're, we're going to make you blonde. That'll make him want you. And I was just like, wow, that's racist. Like, <laughs> not with race. That's like harassed. That's, I don't know. It's called heresy. <laughs> <laughs> we can go ahead and end it there. Have a good yeah. night, everyone. <laughs> well, credits. This is the very first and unexpected, yet highly choreographed and rehearsed dance slash musical number. Yep. In which it's basically capturing um, like from Beauty School Dropout with them being in the salon and it's the whole makeover scene of Gina Davis's character. Candy leads the whole song titled Brand New Girl. So I had a question. I mean this objectively. Is Gina Davis attractive? Yes, absolutely. Alex is rock hard right now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> There's a reason for it. I mean, yes. I only know Gina Davis from two movies before this, anyway. That's Beetlejuice and uh, Thelma and Louise. For some reason, in both those movies, she just looks like an absolute dipshit. Like, she just looks like an idiot. And I mean that in the most endearing way possible. Like, she gives, like, a look of being, like, drunk punch love. And I just, like, find something about that very like, very attractive and very adorable. It's not, like, an intelligence thing. It's an, uh, it's like a charm kind of thing. She's got a, kind of a weird face. That's all right. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> she was in The Fly as well. Oh, that's right. Fuck. And Beetlejuice came out the same year as Earth Girls Are Easy. So here's what I know her most from was Beetlejuice. Obviously, Thelma and Louise now because of this podcast, but A League of Their Own. Yeah. Oh, she wasn't that, man. In that, she's much more the strong, stern, independent, older sister. That's where I thought she was more attractive. I guess I guess in this, I was just like, I didn't see her as being attractive. But I not that she's ugly. That's not what I'm saying. I just I'm saying I was surprised that that they showed her with so little clothing on so regularly. Or the fact that you could literally see her nipples for like twenty minutes so of the much. movie. Everything. Yeah. So much nipple. Just, I mean, there were more. <clears throat> we saw more of her nipples on this than we did of like Jennifer Aniston on the set of Friends. <laughs> and this movie was not that long. <laughs> I don't know if it's a fair question because the aesthetics of this movie are very 80s. Okay, so you're thinking contextually at the time she was attractive. See, I don't know because it almost feels like they're making fun of that aesthetic. Thank you. That's that's what I was trying to well, get at. That's another reason that I was like asking myself for at least 20 minutes, is this supposed to be set in the future? <laughs> Did you ever at one point halfway through the movie go, there's still a chance that they could whip something out that this turns out to be in the future? No, I gave up. <laughs> I was just like, it doesn't fucking matter. Chick fucks with dicks. Uh, the next scene we see is her back at home. She's wearing lingerie. She was role-playing what was going to happen. Can we talk about the advice to sprinkle perfume on a light bulb? Ooh, yes! Like, that... What 
Is that is that a thing? For burned down American homes, yes. I mean, you're not supposed to put that much. I think it's supposed to be like a spritz because old light bulbs, you know, they obviously heat up much more than yeah. what we use today. But I just touched my light bulb and it's hot. It's basically like what we use with Sensi's, right? We use a mini light bulb to heat up the wax. Okay. The problem is that she took the lid off and poured it on. Which I didn't know <laughs> you could do with spritz. And then you try and extinguish it with whipped cream. And I love the checklist of things. Like there's that, there's that. And then she goes back over to the table and she's like, okay, and essential oil. She looks and it's a bottle of canola oil. <laughs> <laughs> Then she hides in the closet because she was trying to extinguish the lamp. She She's trying to extinguish the lamp. And so she goes to try and hide it. And then the doctor walks in and she hides in the closet. Oh, yeah. The creep comes back with another woman. Yeah. Is that someone that he works with? Yeah. Because yeah. he shows up later. She does? Yeah. She's the woman in the, in the hospital. hospital. I don't think I realized that. I thought that was oh, someone yeah. different. No, that was her. We got oh. instead the the bump. The bump into each other. So he's in there changing and Gina Davis comes out of the closet when the nurse is walking by because she thinks it's Ted. Yeah. And they bump into each other. She's dressed very scantily. The nurse is like, oh my gosh, Gina Davis's character is dumb. (laughs) We already knew that, but this just highlights how dumb she was because she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know Ted brought company over. Right? Yeah. She, yeah, she is kind of a dipshit. She's like a p- hyper apologetic for running into this other woman in her house that her husband brought home. This bitch is about to ask her if she wants something to drink. <laughs> <laughs> she's about to become hostess. That's not, no. I was hoping that would happen too. You may have been trying to dick my husband, but I still pride myself in hospitality. Let me go get you <laughs> some glass of water. But no lemon twist for you. Ted comes slightly Lighting out of the bedroom in his underwear with a mask on that, honestly, first responders and medical professionals today could utilize, you fuck. Good thing he is a, good thing he is a medical professional, you fuck. Yeah, but he's not using it for the proper cause. He's using it so he can try to dick someone. And he's got his stethoscope hanging down between his legs. What, what does he call himself? Dr. Love. How else do you give a checkup to a vagina? He brings up a valid point. Really? Chris? No. Really? No. Is that how no. you do my appointments no. go? No. I think you might need to talk to somebody. <laughs> and not your gynecologist anymore. No. <laughs> oh, I hate the gynecologist. <laughs> he just stares deeply. Do you feel my heartbeat? <laughs> I hear. I feel both of them. Until he can feel your pulse through. Never mind. Yeah. Um, so I'm, just, I'm really glad he has on hand a giant stethoscope. Ted, you're a piece of shit, but you know what? You know prop comedy. <laughs> All prop comics are pieces of shit. Have you ever seen Carrot Top? <laughs> it's not until that point when he comes sliding out in his underwear with the giant stethoscope that she recognizes what the fuck is happening. It's funny because he sees Gina Davis. He doesn't recognize her at first. <laughs> doesn't he say something like, oh, you brought a friend? Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm not into this kinky shit and runs away. Oh, then he recognized that. Oh, shit. That's Gina Davis. Like, that's when Gina Davis finally loses. She's like, she said, you were going to have sex without me? And he (laughs) said, no. And that's the point at which the nurse went, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) I think this might be one of my favorite parts of the movie, though, because she makes a huge scene. That absolutely was my favorite part. And I was like, this is how it should be handled every fucking time. Infidelity? Yes. 
Okay. Well, mostly when the guy's a dickbag like that and he gets caught <laughs> someone else. You were going to have sex without me? She throws him out of the house, makes a huge scene. She's screaming and yelling at him. And then she starts flicking the lights on and off at the front porch so that all the neighbors who heard the screaming and yelling could watch and their attention would be drawn. And I love that you see all the neighbors looking out their windows and coming out their front door. The little old lady with the the blue hair. The beehive. The beehive hair. She's got the... Binoculars. She's got headphones on and she's holding the... Oh, yeah. The big old dish, you know, that they'd show in spy movies and shit. I mean, it's just a microphone. I love that they have right next to her a big sign that says Neighborhood Watch. Well, that sign, when I was a kid, I thought it meant like the the guy who lives closest to the sign is like a criminal that's going to kill you. Exactly. So, I like, thought it meant stay away from that house. Yeah, me too. It was just like, dude, I think that's a murderer. I think like I think there's a rumor between the neighborhood kids that like that dude was like fucked up. We met the lady in charge of our neighborhood watch. She's delightful and tiny, and I don't think she could kick anybody's ass. That's why she has a gun. <laughs> she might. It's, it's very true. It knocks her on her ass, but she only needs one shot. <laughs> <laughs> this is my piece. <laughs> Hold on, let me go get my cat. Uh, Ted is outside in his underwear. Screaming at the door. And then he finally leaves, and we get our second musical number. And it's Worship the Ground You Walk On. Yeah. All about Gina Davis just talking about how she worshipped the ground that he walked on. And how could you do this to me? And the entire time she's walking through the house just destroying shit. Yeah. Was that her voice? I have no idea, but I'm going to say yes. No, it's not. It's not? Well, okay, I looked up the songs, and it says Jill Jones. The intonation does not sound like what I would imagine Gina Davis's singing voice to sound like. Uh-huh. I wonder if she couldn't sing. Maybe she just refused. Maybe she's like, I'm not I'm not doing it for this movie. She's like, no, I'm already doing this stupid shit. And like, yeah, <laughs> you're, no, yeah. get out of here. I could see that. Throughout this, she's going through breaking shit. One of the things that caught my eye was when she picked up the picture and then she punched it. (laughs) (laughs) And shattered the glass. And all I could think was, there's got to be a fun story somewhere, like on Django Unchained, when Leo, you know, slams the table and breaks that glass and his hand just kept bleeding. And that's the shot that they kept in the movie. She had to have cut herself horrifically or something. And (laughs) she just kept going. Just so dedicated to the art. (laughs) this is her Django moment (laughs) well also remember uh, there was a scene where she uh, got the fish intoxicated oh yeah Yeah, she poured the wine or the champagne in there right yeah Yeah. so she got fucked up guys I can't read my handwriting seriously I was like scribbling furiously (laughs) I'm like no there's so much and I was just trying to like get that so then my shorthand becomes to the point where I can't fucking read it 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 looks like it says sass s-a-s it's actually s-k-i-s skis so she takes skis, lines them up towards a computer. Oh, yeah. It was a, um, oh, fuck. What was the brand? What, the the computer? Yeah. Because it was like a brand. He's like, it says it can handle anything after a bowling ball went through it. Yeah. So she sets these skis up and then puts a bowling ball on them to roll down into the computer, all of which is about four feet. Who doesn't like a nice Rube Goldberg machine? Yeah. Is that a Rube Goldberg machine, though? Yes. She only used one mechanism. And what was the mechanism? The skis. No, the mechanism was her. She was the source of power. To deep message Is the mechanism Stein. what applies force? Uh, I don't fucking know. Because if that's the case, then her pushing it on the ground would also be defined as being that which applies force. I did not know that we were going to get into physics. <laughs> 
this if movie works, brought out the physics in us. One of my favorite lines pops up here, though. She calls him a weasel dick. <laughs> and I, yes. I legitimately laughed at that. I was like, ooh, yeah. nice. I like that. Okay. <laughs> this is where that dope transition happens. Oh, fuck. What's it say, though? Hang on a second. I can't read my handwriting, guys. I'm so – I can't it, – it says F-I-R-M – S. What does denim chicken mean? (laughs) (laughs) We're back with the aliens finally. Still haven't crashed yet. Jeff Goldblum doesn't wake up until they do crash. Or until, just they, before. until they like start crashing, when they got like a little bit of space turbulence that doesn't exist, and he's like, "What the fuck's going on?" I'm Jeff Goldblum. So they're fighting over whose turn it is to watch. That's where they were watching Gina Davis, right in the pool. Yeah, yeah they're like, "Oh look, she's taking off her breast protector, tanner, or whatever the fuck they called it." <laughs> One of them trips and they hit the controls, and it ends up causing the spaceship to go into some tailspin. That's when Jeff Goldblum's character wakes up. His he was the one that was hovering in that machine that make it look like he was sleeping where we could see the strings <laughs> in, the, in the blue tube. Also, how weird is it that like their visual mechanism of the, sh- of the ship is also their like steering mechanism? That would be like the equivalent of the periscope of a submarine steering the submarine. <laughs> I mean, the thing was just a fucking old design submarine with a fucking screen door and a grill on. T- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Gina Davis is sunbathing outside by her pool. So this must be the next day after Ted got kicked out, which I found strange that she was just sunbathing by the pool and not wallowing in self-pity inside. Xanax is great, man. And then the aliens crash in her pool. I am very grateful to them showing Jeff Goldblum like growing and shrinking because I was very confused about the scale of everything. Yes, because the size of the ship fit in the pool and there was still room for Gina Davis to dive in the pool, swim towards the ship <laughs> and knock herself out. Yeah. She's uh, she beat Michael Phelps, the velocity that would take. She is, right? the, she's better than the most decorated Olympian of all time. <laughs> At that point, Jeff Goldblum looks to the other two. I have to say his physical acting is fantastic. The way that he came up with moving as an alien, I was like, this dude, this dude gets it. This dude gets it. He's like, I know what kind of movie I'm in. I'm 100% in on this project. And he had fun with it. Yeah. He is such a high caliber actor. That's why I feel like this was a joke because they got someone like him to do something like this. Or he lost a bet. Or he lost a bet. That could be it too. Again, still a joke though they were drunkenly like oh man but fine but if i win you gotta be in this shit movie that i'm writing (laughs) you you and you can't be the love interest the doctor like no they no you're gonna be the alien but the alien is the love interest no 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 that was never established until he got on set and they're like oh he's got a fucker yeah 100 he's gonna dick her he's like She's going to drown. We've got to save her. And I'm like, how do they know what drowning? How do they know that she's in water? I'm like, I'm asking way too many questions about this. Like, I need to just sit back and enjoy this film for what it is. I should have been stoned when I watched it. What if our atmosphere atmosphere would have just, like, dissolved them at the second they got out of the ship? (laughs) That was another thing. There was no test to test the air quality or anything. Well, when pussy is the mission, you have your priorities, I guess. And it's not your safety. He took the Captain Kirk approach. It's worth the risk. Yeah, it's worth the risk for some alien snoo snoo. (laughs) 
And so Jeff Goldblum, he goes to get out, but it shows him growing to normal, to what the size he would be as a human. I should chief, you made Chuck. <laughs> it's just like that. He gets in the pool and grabs her and brings her in into the ship. So he shrinks again. With her. The bikini she is wearing, this is this is the scene where you can see her nipples the entire time. There's so much nipple. Just the right amount of nipple. So many. <laughs> it was classy. It was classy. For the 80s, it, it was, was a good, classy. It's like a good tease. It's like, bitch, I can see the outline of your titties, but it's still not seeing all your titties. So it's like, but you could see through the actual bikini top. Right, but you don't see the whole boob. I mean, did you notice when she was laying down in that scene when they're looking at her from the spaceship, when she was laying down, like, sunbathing? You could also very clearly see 80s Gina Davis Bush. Yep. Really? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Go back and look at it, and you can see, like, a very dark triangle uh, within the bikini. <laughs> Listen, I would, but I avert my eyes. I respect women. So she's in the ship with the aliens. They go to wake her up and she loses her shit because remember, they are completely different colors from head to toe and covered in hair. She loses it and starts screaming. They start screaming. Someone says she's going to explode duck. <laughs> and the way that they duck was... Damon Don't they like Wayne. go between their legs? Yes, Damon yeah. Wayans and Jim Carrey both bend down and grab their ankles and tuck their heads so far underneath themselves that it looks like their heads <laughs> coming out of their assholes. Both of them, they were like Oompa Loompas throughout the whole movie. No, they were like thing one and thing two. Yes, that's a great, that's exactly how to put it. Oh man, yeah. that's yeah. Whereas Jeff Goldblum the entire time just comes off as confident, but not arrogant. Just like the cat in the hat. Exactly. Oh my God, this is just a remake of the cat in the hat. This is a an alien porn take on the cat in the hat. No, this is the Dr. Seuss extended universe. Ooh. Shit. This mm. is the DSEU. Mm-hmm. Much better than the, the DCEU. <laughs> <laughs> because it sucks so bad. Oh, I'm a fan of DC too. Their animation, animation is just amazing. That, we could have an entire episode of my defense of Batman versus Superman. Just throwing that out there. We might need to do that sometime. I feel like it would be fun. Okay, Mister, I'm Superman, and here I'm going to throw a bus full of kids at Zod. And <laughs> children only make Zod stronger. Jeff Goldblum comes across just in this moment as sort of stoic, whereas Damon Wayans and Jim Carrey's characters, uh, I love their character names, by the way. Jeff Goldblum's character's name is Mac, which just made me think it's another alien named Mac. Have you guys ever seen Mac and Me? <laughs> yeah, that's a wheelchair-ass movie, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. That Paul Rudd-ass, wheelchair-ass movie. Damon Wayne's character's name is Zebo, which is funny because that was one of my nicknames. I mean, it's still your Snapchat handle. Yeah, because yeah. when I was a little boy, my first college football game that I got to watch was a Florida Gators game on TV, and I saw the whole stadium doing the Gator Chomp. I remember thinking as a kid, that was so cool. I, I So anytime that they were on, I wanted to do the Gator Chomp. And growing up, I always wanted to go to Florida. I wanted to play football for the Florida Gators. So that never happened. If I'd actually made it, even if I was just on the practice squad or something, I would have been with the national title team with Tim Tebow. And Tebow is one of my favorite college players ever. And so that was my nickname in college. Everyone called me Zebo instead because they knew how much I like. I loved the Florida Gators and Tim Tebow. That's adorable. That's the story behind. And it all started when I was a kid because of my dad. Oh. So when they said Zebo in this, I was like, oh shit, that's dope. You know how I got my nickname? Big Dick Dick. Oh, no. What? How? <laughs> From that time that you gave that hand job Which back one? behind the Wendy's? Be more specific. The good one. You know the time that Dave dipped his dick in the Frosty? Do you know how little that narrows that down? <laughs>
so many people named Dave. Oh, yeah. Or so many occurrences with one person named Dave. Yes. God, I want a cheeseburger. $10 and a Frosty is $10 and a Frosty. That's true. <laughs> hey, it's all the same in the dark. Usually. <laughs> moist is moist, a hole is a hole. Moistly. <laughs> they come in the dark. Moistly. Moist. Oh. Moist. Um, And then Jim Carrey's character name is Whiplock. <laughs> That's not a name. That's just not a name. I nope. felt like they wanted to be Ziploc, but they couldn't get sued. <laughs> no, Whiplock is a Decepticon-ass name. Okay, fine. I do like that. So and every time that Gina Davis's character screams, they scream. But <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's does not. That's because he's a man. From the beginning, they were automatically establishing Jeff Goldblum is very clearly the alpha and the one that the other two are looking towards. I think that's why he was the one that was allowed to sleep while they were traveling. Because he's the captain. Exactly. Wait, so what's uh, Goldblum's uh, is named uh, Mac, right? Yes. Can we just call them, call the group of them Mac and the Sloppy Seconds? Ooh. (laughs) I love it. There's a line here. She's taking them back into into her house when she realizes they're aliens and how she has to get them out of the pool or Ted's going to be furious. And I'm just like, you're handling this very well. I don't know why she gives a fuck. Like, we just had a montage of her destroying all of their shit. Eh, it's mostly his shit. Okay, but why is this the line? I can break all of his shit, his high school memorabilia from that time that he missed the game-winning catch because I ran into him on the sideline. (laughs) But an alien spaceship car in the pool is where the line is drawn. He's going to be so mad. So she is like, I need to go in and call someone to have them drain the pool so you can get out of here. And so she takes them inside with her. She says the line, you look like Wookiees or werewolves. People hate that. They'll want to shoot you. What? This is very clearly not the year 2020 because today people love Wookiees and werewolves. Like (laughs) People would walk up to you and want to be your friend if you were a Wookiee or a werewolf. I, I don't know, man. Uh, after they uh, added the blinking animations to the fucking uh, wait, no, those are Ewoks. Yeah, Wookies are cool. Never mind, you're right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, I'd shoot. I'd shoot an Ewok in the face. Oh man, I, but you'd miss, and then they'd beat your ass with a stick. I would not miss. <laughs> it's an Ewok. She takes them through the house, and she's giving them stuff to eat. She's like, I wasn't expecting to have aliens over for lunch. Guys, do you keep your pop tarts in the refrigerator? Yeah. No. No. Fight me. No. Do you really? Yeah. Wait, do you toast your Pop-Tarts? Sometimes. Then why keep them in the refrigerator? Have you never had a frozen fucking Pop-Tart? Frozen and refrigerator are two different things. Maybe I like a nice balance. If it's in the freezer, okay, I mean, I might accept that just out of, okay, then you're eating it frozen. Well, no, because sometimes I like to take it out of the frozen package and put it in the toaster so it's like still cool but warm at the same time. Then why not just have it out in the cabinet where it belongs like a normal human being? No, fight the power. I also keep my Oreo cookies in the fridge. Stop. <laughs> it keeps them fresher. I don't understand white people. I don't get you. <laughs> oh, I don't I don't put raisins in potato salad to cool it down. Do not lump me in with him. I would never. <laughs> You're talking about white people. White. Yeah, you switch the H and the W. That's white gotcha, people. Gotcha, gotcha. White. White. Did either of you notice that when she opens the fridge to get those Pop-Tarts out, the camera shot is from the back of the fridge. So, it, you know, it's one of those classic shots of the person. Uh-huh. It's dark and then the light pops on when she opens the door. She reaches in towards the camera and pulls something out. And then she closes it. She doesn't close it. 
She leaves it open, and the next camera shot is from the other side of the kitchen, and you can actually see the back of the refrigerator is cut out so they could get that camera shot. (sighs) (laughs) I noticed that, and I was like, this is the best. This is fantastic. This is how I was like, okay, this is – I know that this is a joke. It's got to be a joke. Or maybe maybe it's not a joke. Maybe it's to show how dumb she is. You want to know how I know this is a joke? Because the very next sequence – is another musical number, and it's basically that scene from Disney Tarzan when the apes are, you know, messing up the camp, and they make a song out of all the noise that they're making. Oh my god! Oh, that you mean, is one hundred You mean stomp? What takes place here? Uh, well, yeah, I guess it's kind of like yeah. Is it stomp? Tarzan got inspiration. What through this movie? I'm I'm gonna assume yes. Oh no, stomp yes. started a long time ago. No, Tarzan. Oh no, I think Tarzan was inspired by Tarzan. The, you know the book. Guys, I have eight pages of notes left. <laughs> are they full? Some of them are large handwriting mm. because. So here, let me just let me just skip through a couple of things real quick, and I, and if there's anything that you just need to hit on, let me know. So before you do, there's something that we missed. Oh, during the montage where she's. Getting her makeover. Do you remember the towel she had? It wasn't no. It wasn't just like a white fluffy towel. There are multiple shots of her in this towel that, for some reason, has rubber nipples on it. <gasps> oh, oh yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. That was during the makeover scene, right? Yeah, I uh. I think it says a lot about this movie that that has not even entered our discussion. <laughs> and we've talked about nipples heavily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're not the weirdest nipples in this movie. That's true. That's true. I, I, I needed to bring that up. No, that's a great point. The nipples were pointed, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the aliens are going through the house and they're finding household items and playing with them to figure out how they work. And so all these different noises are taking place and we find out that the aliens can mimic all of these noises perfectly. And then it makes this song that's like... Trash in the Camp song that Phil Collins and NSYNC put together. Wait, is that real? Yeah, dude. That's from the Disney Tarzan. It's called Trash in the Camp, and it was Phil Collins who oh, did the music for the whole thing. that's right. Yeah, I know Phil Collins is the whole thing. I didn't know they did Oh, you meant for this movie? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think so. Because this was like 88. I don't think NSYNC was... Well, then I think Phil Collins then. is also kind of a pretentious asshole that wouldn't do a movie like that. This is where I noticed Jeff Goldblum uses... This is the first time I saw that. One of the physical uh, gestures that he does in almost anything I've ever seen him in. He takes his, it's his left hand and it's straight. The four fingers are put together, one on top of another, and the thumb. And then he taps his fingertips on the center of his chest. How wet were you? I, I was like, oh, sh- oh, I love Jeff Goldblum. And when I saw that he did that, I was like, fuck yes. Oh, I knew it. He's been doing this forever. It's kind of like when we saw Nick Cage in Peggy Sue Gets Married. He has always been so many dynamics from the very beginning. Yeah. And I love that. I love knowing that all he's done is he's taken it and fine-tuned it through his career. With Jeff Goldblum, he does that here. This is 88, baby. He's been doing films for like 10 years by this point. He's already honed it. And that's something that sticks with him to today. Even when he's on episode of Friends, when Joey goes in to audition for a play where he has to pee really bad. Jeff Goldblum is the character that is directing it, and he's doing that. He's like, "You're you're talking too much from in here. You need to talk from in here." And he's he does that same. Oh. That's the Goldblum. I'm gonna call it the Goldblum from now on. I also noticed that the pool guy that she calls to clean out the pool, Woody, that's Mr. Green from Clue. 
Uh, it's also Chuck from Better Call Saul. It's also Very the cool good. guy from uh, Earth Girls Are Easy. Woody <laughs> <laughs> was my favorite character in this movie. He reminds me of Paul Rudd from uh, Forgetting anything. Sarah Marshall. No, he's yeah. Paul Rudd from anything. <laughs> yeah. There's a song here, right? No, because that's what she takes him to the. That's what she takes him to the uh, stylist. Aliens go in, hunks come out. Oh my god. I want to point out real quick the song that is playing when they walk into the salon. The line that I heard was I'm a sex pixie. Is that okay? <laughs> I feel like we need to get t-shirts made that say that. <laughs> I'm a sex pixie. Is that okay? And then whoever the fuck for, uh, distributed this movie sues us for all of our uh, ill-gotten gains. There's no fucking way that the production company is still in business today. You'd be surprised. They might be like a fourth time removed butt fuck cousin of the original production company. But hey, I, I you say that, but Lionsgate is still around. So she takes the aliens to her friend and they do makeovers. They do a hell of a job. Like Alex said, aliens go in, but hunks come out. Oh my and God. I had feelings. Krista, can you, can you just go? I want, I want to hear your take on this entire sequence I, as a mother. I don't know if I can put words to it. Like, I have never been sexually aroused by Jim Carrey before, and for a moment I won. <laughs> have you never watched The Mask? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it another watch. But I, like, I had something for Jim Carrey, and then Jeff Goldblum came out, and I debated for half a second. I was like, is he wearing eyeliner? And I was like, I don't need to think about this. I need to just feel what his look is doing to me. And I don't know that I have ever been so turned on by a movie. And it was a <laughs> weird moment for me. <laughs> like Jeff Goldblum, when he like looks over his shoulder during the sequence, I was like, mm, I have a vagina. <laughs> like, it's, And it is sopping. <laughs> oh my God. So they do a little like, ta-da, <gasps> here they are. And on the left, his Jim Carrey comes out first. He's very young. You can tell he's like oh, very God, young. So young. But he does. He looks very handsome. He looks like, uh, they make him look almost like Norwegian. Yeah. Or Scandinavian of some type. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then and then they do Damon Wayans off to the right. Ooh, and he comes out. Fantastic. Mm, 90s yeah. All of them. I want to lick Jeff Goldblum. Like, I just want to lick him. Me too. <laughs> I'm going to let you know right now. As soon as I was like, oh shit, they're saving up for Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. So I, I'm familiar with a lot of Jeff Goldblum's work. And I know that he's a pretty fit dude. He's always taken his health very seriously. He's very broad-shouldered. He's got that nice aesthetic, you know, that oh. bodybuilders go for where you want that small waist and the extremely broad back. Yeah. Just like me. Yeah. It's funny, though, because the other two come out dressed. Jeff Goldblum comes out with no shirt on. Because Jeff Goldblum knows what he's working with. The look that he gives the camera is like... Oh, my God. I, I was uncomfortable with how attractive I found Jeff Goldblum in that moment. They could have ended the movie right there if she just yeah. jumped phones then. If she was like, done. <laughs> you know what? What? Oh. So this is another one of my favorite lines. When Damon Wayne's character comes out, the stylist who did the makeovers is the one that says, oh my god, you're like totally black. Yeah, that happened. I skipped that. My note here for Jeff Goldblum's release, shirtless, was mother may I? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I 
just want to spread butter all over him. My question here was, did they run out of budget? And that's why they were like, you know what? We need to make them look like humans because we can afford them to be in costumes the entire movie. No, they didn't want a movie about furries. Like they don't want a movie where Gina Davis bangs a furry like alien. That's exactly what happened. Also, it'd be a waste. If you have Jeff Goldblum, you have to show Jeff Goldblum. True. This is where now they look like humans, so Gina Davis can kind of roam more freely with them. Mm-hmm. She's got sexy Jeff Goldblum. and So regular Jeff hot. Goldblum. Right. Yeah. They, she has Jeff Goldblum, right. <laughs> and then the sloppy seconds, who aren't so sloppy now. <laughs> no, I still don't give a shit about them. <laughs> They're driving. She's talking to her friend Candy about how, well, maybe Ted just wanted to have one last fling. And I was like, stop making excuses for him. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum's sitting right in the backseat. Dump his ass. Right. <laughs> Which leads them to a club. All I have written here is Jeff Goldblum takes over the piano playing at some point. Gina Davis starts opening up about meeting Mr. Wright, which will come back to play at the end. And she defines what Mr. Wright is to Jeff Goldblum because he's an alien and doesn't understand what that concept is. The best Best part here is the why be with a zero when you can dance with a hero. (laughs) And then in giant letters taking up all of my page, I have the words dance off written down. (laughs) Is this where Wayne Brady was in the movie? Wait, hang on. Wayne Brady was in the movie? I looked on IMDb on who was in this movie before I watched it and it says Wayne Brady's in it. Bullshit, really? And the only scene I can imagine him being is like somewhere in the club, but I don't remember them talking to anybody. He is uncredited. He's listed as an extra. Oh, so he probably was in the club. Yeah. Yeah. That's Especially considering his age. That and the beach were really the only scenes where they needed many extras. Yeah, I didn't really get through a lot of the fun facts and crap on here. I found more about like Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum were married at the time. What? Yeah. Okay. So she really was getting that Jeff Goldblum dick. <sighs> We can't confirm that, nor can we deny it. I need you to know that. Come on. Come on. If you were, come on. No, she was getting it. Since the reveal came up in our discussion, I've had a picture of shirtless Jeff Goldblum on my computer, and my (laughs) night is just so good right now. (laughs) Yankee Candles should make a shirtless Jeff Goldblum candle. What does that smell like? Smells like olive and sweat. Yeah, I'll take it. Damon Wayans proceeds to have a dance-off with this other dude that walks in in what looks like a zoot suit with a pimp cane. Yep. Damon Wayans ends up winning because he's an alien and can do things that humans shouldn't be able to do. And then it shows Jim Carrey. He has a drink and he's trying to get the ice cube out of the bottom or like a cherry out of the bottom of a glass. They <laughs> clearly put like an alien tongue on him or whatever, but it reaches all the way to the bottom of the glass and back. Oh. Mm. Did that do anything for you, Krista? Of course it did. I am a human woman. <laughs> Debatable. Debatable. Which part? Human. No, no, I'm pretty sure I'm human. Yeah. Fine. I mean, I guess technically I don't know. Humans I don't have know feelings. I have feelings. I have many feelings. <laughs> yeah, the wrong <laughs> ones. about Jeff Goldblum. Whatever. Alien feelings. Gina Davis needs, she has like a little breakdown and needs to go to her room. This is the best part of the movie. (laughs) I know for a fact that Krista beat off at least twice at this point. I'm hurt you think only twice. She's sitting in the room and Jeff Goldblum goes to talk to her. You know, I have to say at first I was like, oh, she seems not interested or like she's trying to not be interested, but he's not stopping. I was like, that's kind of weird. But then I forgot about that very quickly. I was like, oh, never mind. Okay. She's like totally into it. Cool. This is 
also where I questioned, is she really dumb? Up till now, if you go back, there are certain points throughout the movie where she says something that's actually pretty intelligent. I'm like, I don't Anna, think she's Anna, that. Are you talking about what she says uh, anatomically correct? Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a big word for a five-year-old. <laughs> but she says, oh, man, I'm, I mean, I don't know. You're an alien. And, you know, I'm, I'm a human. I, I don't even know if we'd be anatomically correct. And then she stops because he's in the middle of taking his clothes off. And at that point, he had dropped his pants. And her eyes get super big. And she just stares like where his dick would be off camera and goes, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, girl, get that dick. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Get That Dick. Oh my God, I watched that show. And then we proceed in what can only be described in two words, sex mist. <laughs> oh, you skipped a very important part. What's that? When she goes, oh, I don't want you to think that Earth Girls are easy. And he goes, <laughs> what's easy? And she goes, this is. Oh, <laughs> and that's when the, the sex miss euphoria started. <laughs> Line drop at hour one, minute two, second 58. I have that written down. <laughs> hey, I'll give it this. It was still better than the fucking that happened in an avatar. That's true. So then they have an extremely erotic lovemaking session. I was like, oh, they're not going to show. Oh, they are showing a lot. Okay. Like you straight up see her nipples. For the umpteenth time this movie. And there's like this mist that is, I call it a mist because it's not falling straight down. It's literally everywhere. It looks like it's going in all directions and it's just euphoric almost. They make it look like they're tripping balls and everything, <laughs> which leads to Gina Davis's character actually tripping balls after what I can only imagine was probably the most passionate sex she's ever had. Yeah. Well, I actually want to throw back to when he fucked the cat wait what you don't remember when they first walk in when they first walk in the house when they're still like in their alien form like who fucked the love touch yeah i forgot about that yeah he totally fucked that cat is that what happened there yeah he's doing the same thing to the cops later yeah right that's why the screen got all wonky okay Dude, I totally missed. I remember the cat. I remember the cops later. I forgot all of I didn't realize that's what happened here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So the aliens have like a, this weird love touch where they can cause whatever they target. Clearly they discreet a similar concoction to roofies out of their skin. <laughs> no, it's almost like a love potion though, right? Yeah, that's because what it's like okay, Mickey's uh that or, is not what Quailudes. a roofie does. Quaaludes. <laughs> yeah, that happens. But I will say she gave into it before he used the love touch. It's not like he oh, used it to Oh, no, it. definitely. I'm just sort of pointing out that he fucked that cat. <laughs> <laughs> and it, how and I mean Here's the thing, and you can't really like judge that too bad, considering that like even with Gina Davis, that's still a diff- completely different species as him. So it's on the that, same yeah. level as fucking the cat. Yeah, no, that's that's true. I just think he actually had feelings for Gina Davis and not that cat. Yeah, he just hit it and quit it with the cat. Yeah, that cat was just a prom date. The fact that we've used the word cat and not pussy this entire time is is a lot. Well, it's because we're being pussies. Chick fucks with dicks. Okay, so she has this nightmare, and it's just the coolest shit you'll ever see. Is it a nightmare? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to dream any of that shit. So she's, like, freaking out. Like, she's, like, what? Like, there's, like, a movie playing, and aliens are all over. Uh, One of my favorite parts was she looks out. It's, like, a world populated with aliens because she feels like she is now part of this interbreeding system. And so she's seeing all her na- her neighbors as aliens. And there's this part where this little little girl alien is, like, having fun. Mom alien runs up. 
like smacks her kid and says, what did I tell you about having fun? And I lost my shit. But before that happens, she opens like a fridge door and it was like the hybrid possible baby. And it was just like an abortion in a fridge, but like screaming. Like, why would you put your baby in the fridge? Where else are you going to put it? Uh, Not in the fridge. I should not have a child. I'm glad you don't have a child. <laughs> Yeah, so about the frigid, I've always wanted one. The frigid, that's what you called it, right? Did I the say that? Frigid? No. <laughs> I, I'm not upset about it, though. I think I called it a bad tard. So, Krista, the other night, he messaged me and mm-hmm. said, you called me a bastard, right? Uh, you were trying to call me a bastard well, or yeah, something. Yeah, I fucked up bastard and it said bad tard. And I got, like, the worst mental image. I was like, I'm going straight to hell for this. But in my head it was like a family guy character that was okay and i lost my shit to the point where i had to call him <laughs> so that he could hear me laughing <laughs> all right this was a discussion you sent me that uh picture from pokemon go with me like behind like the machamp and it looks like i'm looking at its ass yeah and you're like mm, that machamp booty though and i'm like how did you get two machamps in one snapchat you slick bad tard oh yeah <laughs> From here, shit gets pretty wild. She has her little trip and balls thing. I don't know how fucking long that dream sequence lasted, but it was way too long. No, yeah. no. You wanted more? Dude, no, it was I like thought 50, it, was, it was like it was like ten minutes, and I'm like more. I, it was so long. I was like, I can't believe this is still going. Like every time she turned or entered a new room, she it was just wasn't waking up. I was like, God damn. Oh, and this is where we saw the four titties. Yes, yeah. this is Ted's in it, and he's like, uh, he's got a fishbowl on his head as though it were a space helmet, and then he's hooking up with a nurse who has four tits. It's fine. it's fine. Well, but then he was all like, fuck this world. This world sucks. Why did you fuck that alien, you whore? And so he's like mm-hmm. grabbing like his shit to leave and he looks at his fish and he's freaking out that his fish are alien fish when in fact none of them are alien fish. They're all like very common species of tank fish. Like a surgeon fish was in there. That's what Dory is. So she wakes up and that's when she pops a week's worth of the birth control. Yeah. Not even before this time. She did it after. <laughs> she just made a fetal slip and slide. That's all she did. That's not how it works. Jesus. Are you a doctor? No, I'm a woman. So you can't be a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have experience. Krista. You are a 21st century woman. You can be a doctor. I am a woman. No, it's icky. I don't want to be a doctor. She moves into a house and she's all of a sudden a fucking housewife. <laughs> She's going to start baking bread and shit. No, pies. <laughs> pies. Listen, I don't get to go to work anymore. It kind of feels like I am. She wakes up and she's laying her head on Jeff Goldblum's chest. And she said, it sounds like you have two hearts. Which, at this point, he understands the nuances of post-sex morning snuggles. The way that he holds her and the way that he's trying to soothe her after having this nightmare. It looks so safe. It does. It's and it so looks nice want to be there (laughs) and then they go to the beach it becomes a beach movie uh woody the pool guy takes the sloppy seconds to the beach because that's where women are and this is where we get another music number called beach blonde well what contest was going on it was like a beauty contest right but blonde of the month Blonde of the month. And they had signs up that said, No shirt, no shoes, no brunettes. They felt like it was a dream sequence and they never actually made it to the beach. (sighs) Because the next thing we see is Woody telling the two aliens to snap out of it. And they're pulling in to get gas. Why don't you run in and grab some drinks and some stuff for sandwiches? Yep. So I thought that they were grabbing that to continue their trip to the beach. But they had a song they needed to use it. Fun fact. They actually recorded that part 
post-production because of the amount of stuff they had to cut out. They needed something to go in there. I don't know if you're lying. <laughs> that sounds accurate. I want the uncut version. Chick fucks with dicks. You think Scrubs was just based on this? They took the douchebag yeah. doctor approach and mixed it with the fun, lovable aliens? 100%, yes. Best friend, black, white alien? Yeah, I like so that. They, uh, they have a podcast on they're oh, red they yellow. Do. You should check it out. It is fantastic. Oh, but they take questions. I think we should submit this question. I think we should too. That's actually that's not a bad idea. Yeah. It it yeah, were you inspired by Earth Curls are easy. Wait, oh uh the Scrubs podcast takes questions? Mm-hmm. They will call you. They set up a Zoom with you. Oh yep. fuck. I wanna ask him if uh I wanna ask Zach Braff if he's actually Ray Romano's son. <laughs> <laughs> He actually talks about that on the podcast. He says he's been asked that a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, I wanna, I'm going to ask him again, and I won't quit until he says yes. The aliens end up getting arrested. Somehow, Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum end up wherever that's taking place, at the gas station. How did this happen? Hang on, I'm confused now. They got arrested and taken to the hospital. They got like, taken that's... to the hospital for psychiatric evaluation because it's fucking Jim Carrey. He's already crazy enough. <laughs> yeah, they they knew where they their movie to end but they also knew they wanted cops involved and it's the same hospital that ted works at yeah she's afraid that ted is going to euthanize him yes and so alex this is where they use the love touch again right yep uh he fucks the cops from the back seat (laughs) with that alien dick (laughs) well it turned them gay gay for each other actually like they were like cuddling each other in the back of the seat and they're like oh i love emotions they're going house hunting yeah they found love it's good Good for them i'm good for them i just didn't know it was cuban's arrow that just turned you gay before they actually arrive at the hospital it shows ted examining damon waynes and jim carrey and he's like oh you two again and all I'm thinking is, this dude is unethical as fuck. There's no way that he, this is not going to go well. And then he listens to their heartbeats and finds out that they have two hearts. He's like, holy shit, this is amazing. And then it cuts away and we see Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum coming into the hospital. They end up holding up a nurse who I guess is the same nurse. Yep. Yeah. I did not realize it was because I thought like, she would not... recognize Gina Davis earlier. No, because Gina Davis is wearing a mask. Oh, right. So Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum hold up a nurse with the fake toy gun. So Gina Davis takes her clothes and dresses up like the nurse. And then Jeff Goldblum, they find a doctor's robe to wear and a surgical mask so that they can wander around the hospital freely. Uh, And they find the room that Sloppy Seconds are in. Ted is getting ready to evaluate them. And he's talking about how he's going to be on Good Morning America or the Today Show or something like that. Cover of time. Lots of things because of his discovery. Gina Davis tricks him. I think you're hearing things, doctor, because he tells her, go on and listen to their hearts or to their heart. You tell me what you hear. And she's like, it sounds normal to me. And he's like, that's impossible. Can't you tell that they have two hearts? And she's like, I think you're hearing things. Why don't you try mine? He goes to listen to her heart. Jeff Goldblum pops up behind him and makes the exact same heartbeat. So it sounds like she has two. Chick fucks with dicks. We're kind of wrapping up. Yeah. The end. That's it. Roll credits. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, first off, they had musical numbers in here. I feel like that was not original. I feel like they went back and they were like, oh shit, we need to add, spice it up a little bit. Let's do some musical numbers. <laughs> Second, my defense to that is because if it truly was a musical, they would have ended with a bang. There would yeah. have been like a finale of sorts. I feel like they got two thirds of the way through the movies and like, we're too lazy to write to have any more songs. We're done with that. Let's wrap it up. First and foremost, what would you rate this as a chick flick? <sighs> Personally, as a chick flick, from what we saw, I'd give it at least a 6 or a 7 out of 10, just because of how entertaining it is. Okay. 
I'd give it a 10 out of 10 if this is actually part of the MCU to where Mac brings his new love to space to find out she can't breathe in space and she fucking dies and he gets all like mad and becomes the Grand Master in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> this is a prequel. If that's the case, 10 out of 10. Krista? Wait, the studio was bought by Disney. That's true. Ooh. So technically, it is an extension by some math property, (laughs) by the transitive property. All right, then I'll I'll give it an 8 out of 10. My definite is 8 out of 10 then. All right, Krista, go ahead. I'm sorry. What did I give Sisterhood? Oh, I can pull it up. Hang on. I've got it up, actually. Let me – got to switch tabs real quick. Sorry. Uh, That's my Pokemon Go spreadsheet to track my level. Jesus. <laughs> Let's see. Sisterhood, you gave a four. Four? Okay. Someone's uh, generous. Jeez. <laughs> like, I enjoyed this more than Sisterhood, but I'm not sure it's better than Sisterhood. So I'm going to go with a four. Oh, okay. It's not a good movie. All right. I didn't hate this as much as Sisterhood. <sighs> Sisterhood, yeah. I had so many issues with because the story itself was terrible. I want to revise it to a six because I forgot about Jeff Goldblum for a minute. Jeff Goldblum is a two point bump. Yes, instantly. I like that. Yeah, yeah. We need to find other movies with him in it that we know are at least going to be a two then. <laughs> Okay, first off, I don't know how much of a chick flick this is. I don't think it is. I have the same issue with this as I did with Peggy Sue Got Married. Wang. Where Peggy Sue Got Married was more of a time travel movie. This is more sci-fi almost, obviously because of aliens, but more so because it's almost sci-fi fantasy mix because the pretty girl goes off with the aliens Mm -hmm. who are the outcasts, the weirdos, the, the different. I don't know how much of a chick flick this. I think Sisterhood is more of a chick flick. It was geared more towards girls. However, I also don't exactly know contextually what the female target audience was like in 1988. So uh, I got more joy out of this one. There were moments where I actually laughed and there were moments where I was like, you know what? This is definitely a joke, but it works. I'm okay with it. Um, I wouldn't seek it out, but if it was on, I'd be like, yeah, all right. So I think I'm going to give it a five. It's above sisterhood for me, but below everything else as it should be. (laughs) You know what you can say about this movie without a shadow of the doubt? Hmm. That this is probably one of the most fun movies to produce. Oh yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah. Like it looks like everyone was just like having so much fun on set. All of them looked like they were actually enjoying what they were doing. This being silly. Am I really giving it an eight out of 10 for you, Alex? Yeah. Would you recommend this film to, like, if your significant other wanted to watch a chick flick, is this one that you would be down for watching? If they wanted to watch a chick flick, no. If they wanted to get stoned and watch a movie, maybe. (laughs) And I don't have a significant other. You've got us. Yay. (laughs) Hey, I'm worth more than that yay, my friend. Yay. I know my my value. (laughs) Average score is a 5.4. Yeah. Our score average between the three of us is a 6.1. <laughs> Skewed heavily by the Disney bump. <laughs> it's an MCU bump, let's be honest. I would recommend this as a chick flick. Again, I give it a five, so I'm down the middle on this. Specifically because if this was meant for guys, the sex scene between Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis would not have been as erotic as it was. I think it would have been more more raw raw and animalistic because guys are pigs 
So I think that there are parts in here for girls, like the reveal of Jeff Goldblum and the sex scene with Jeff Goldblum, anything with Jeff Goldblum. With that, I will, I would recommend it as a chick flick. I'd say, yeah, uh, check it because there's enough in here as a guy that if you appreciate garbage movies, you'd have a good time with this. There are chick flicks with dicks. That's all I got. Is there anything else you guys want to hit? Jeff Goldblum is so tasty. Can we watch more of him, please? Taste it, taste it. Yes, yes. <laughs> hey, would Jurassic Park technically be a chick flick because all the uh, all the dinosaurs are female? No. Yes, because I want to watch Jurassic Park. <laughs> I mean, most of the cast female. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I've got for you guys. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Chick Flicks with Dicks. Everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, and your butt. Wang.